0: One thing that you
1: can be certain of is that the priests who served in the temple in Jerusalem on that Passover celebration so long ago, that was a celebration of God bringing the Hebrew people out of Egypt. One thing that is certain is that every priest knew the first of the Ten Commandments.
0: I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt Out of the house of slavery, you must have no other gods before me.
1: No other gods, Mm -hmm. zero other gods. That commandment number one. This was a a problem with the Romans. The empire proclaimed that Caesar, the, the emperor, was the son of God. In fact, it was written on all of the money, sort of like how we print, In God We Trust, on our money. On all of the money, it was was printed, Caesar, Son of God. Here's Here's a picture of an ancient Roman coin. If you asked anyone in the empire who the Son of God was, most people would have just... The money says it. They would have answered, Caesar. Simple. And usually this wasn't a problem. Most nations that Rome conquered just added the emperor, an imperial temple, to their cities and put in shrines. You'd find these, you would can still find these temple ru- ruins all over the Mediterranean to this day. The ruins of temples to the emperor. But when your nation's commandment number one is no other gods, that's a problem. And the Jewish people have resisted an empire before. Back before all this, they they revolted against Alexander the Great's empire, the greatest empire on the face of the earth at that time. And they won. So they figure, if we can beat the Greeks, we can beat the Romans too. Now, the Romans weren't out to convert Jews to the imperial religion. The Romans just wanted peace. Now, peace with them in control, of course. And so the Romans cut a deal with the Jewish temple leaders. Rome would not force Jews to use Roman money in the temple. The the money that said that Caesar was the son of God. Hence, that's why in the story you have money changers right outside the temple, because people would exchange the Roman money for temple money. Jewish worship of God would be respected as long as no one revolted. Now we're in this end of Lent series considering the brief but consequential relationship between Jesus of Nazareth and Pontius Pilate. Now, after having Jesus publicly whipped and humiliated, Pilate figured that the the temple leaders that would be satisfied that no one would think that this whipped and humiliated Jewish peasant was the son of God or any sort of Messiah.
0: Pilate went back into the residence and spoke to Jesus. Where are you from? Jesus didn't answer. So Pilate said, you won't speak to me? Do you know that I have authority to release you and also to crucify you? Jesus replied, you would have no authority over me if it had not been given to you from above. That's why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. And from that moment on, Pilate wanted to release Jesus. However, the Jewish leaders cried out, saying, If you release this man, you aren't a friend of the emperor. Anyone who makes himself out to be a king opposes the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he led Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench at the place called the Stone Pavement in Aramaic, Gabatha. It was about noon on the preparation day for the Passover. Pilate said to the Jewish leaders, Here's your king. And the Jewish leaders cried out, Take him away. Take him away. Crucify him. Pilate responded, what? Do you want me to crucify your king? We have no king but the emperor, the chief priests answered. And then Pilate handed Jesus over to be crucified. Pilate
1: isn't worried about Jesus leading an armed insurgency. He gets it. Uh, He gets that this is some sort of religious squabble, and he just wants to throw it back to the priests. But the priests aren't stupid. They use a phrase intentionally to catch Pilate's ear. They use the phrase, friend of the emperor. I mentioned last week that the reason that Pontius Pilate was assigned as prefect of Judea was because of his political patron, a man named Lucius Sejanus. And this guy was considered a friend of the emperor. And that was a phrase that meant that you had sway in the empire. So much that when Emperor Tiberius left Rome for a while, he left Sejanus as the chief administrator of the entire empire. Sejanus had power, sway. However, there were rumors that Sejanus might be planning a coup, so the so Emperor Tiberius had him executed, strangled, and then had all the public statues of Sejanus destroyed. So if you were a political appointee of Sejanus, you can see that position that put Pilate in. His patron, along with a bunch of his friends, have been executed in Rome. Pilate knows he's in trouble. And now he has these priests out there saying that if he doesn't execute Jesus, then he's no friend of the empire. It's a trap! It's all a political trap. And I don't doubt that some of the Jewish temple leaders are convinced that it would be better to have Jesus put down than to risk his movement From continuing. They have concluded that the best path to keep the peace with Rome is without Jesus. So they yell something out. They yell out, we have no king except the emperor. No king but the son of God known as Caesar. How does a temple priest become so compromised that they accept the son of God, Tiberius Caesar, as king? How do any of us become what we hate? It's the actor and director Asia Argeno who was a leader in the Me Too movement and who called out Harvey Weinstein for sexually assaulting her back in the 1990s and then was revealed to have herself molested a teen actor in 2013 and then paid him to be quiet about it. It's about government officials who condemn attacks and invasion across national borders, but have been okay with decades of routine drone strikes into Yemen. It's every abused person who goes on to continue that abuse Themselves. It's the guy, Jason, who told me how after years of him and his friends being bullied in high school, how they laughed on graduation night as a bully who was giving the valedictorian speech publicly made fun of a very embarrassing moment of one of Jason's friends. And Jason just laughed at it as his friend sat in shame. For years, Jason has replayed that moment and he wishes he could change it. Every one of us, every one of us likes to think that we're incapable of being the villain. That on the whole, we're mostly a good person. And I'm sure that's exactly what the temple priests thought. The truth is that we're all caught up in this this mess. And there are feel-good messages that tell us that our potential for good is greater than we can imagine. And that's true. It's also true that we have darkness inside of us that we try to hide or we try to pretend doesn't exist. all of us can become exactly what we hate. When we hate something, our anger, our fear of seeing our own darkness, it leads us into the temptation of self-delusion, to actually becoming what we hate. The energy that we put into hate, hate, it traps us.
0: Jesus taught, you have heard that it was said, you must love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who harass you.
1: I could go on. Jesus again and again taught that love is more powerful than hate. Jesus knew that the antidote to the poisonous trap was to love and pray for the bullies, the abusers. His way of living freely forgives because without forgiveness, none of us can be free of the trap of becoming what we hate. Pilate was trapped in a cycle of imperial power, fear, and revenge. And the temple priests were trapped by their anger and fear and suspicion of a man named Jesus who had been called the Son of God to the point that they would actually go to claim another Son of God in the emperor even though they knew that was wrong, that it was in violation of commandment number one. They became what they hated. What is or has threatened to trap you. What do you hate? What makes you angry? Own it. Not just for that other person's sake or that situation's sake, but for your own. I invite you in the way of Jesus' way of living to let go of that hate and do the work to forgive. We're going to be talking about that after Easter. Go and make things right as far as you are able with anyone that you are avoiding because of hurt and anger. My friend, will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, help me be free of the traps. Help me become not what I hate. So teach me a way of living that I may experience true peace. Let's now continue as we hear again the music that summons us to a better way. Amen.